Yeah, to get you to a game. Now we're in. We are live. What's going down? <laughs> I'm so What's stoked to have Lauren Lua here at Christian's Tailgate. It's been forever. What's up, H-Town? It is going down at Christian's Tailgate. It's been a while since we did a show. We just did the last one across from Minute Maid Park, and that was a lot of fun. That was a blast. Like, that was a, almost a dream come true for me. I know. Like, getting to do an Astros pregame pretty much. Even though they ended up taking the L that night, right? Yeah. But then came back and won. <laughs> they've Sunday. actually they've been they've been pretty good. They got above five hundred. Uh, we'll talk about the Astros here in a little bit for sure. But welcome in, welcome in everybody to Sports with Balls. We're going off ten minutes early uh, this evening because uh, I have plans for once. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. I mean, come on, we all have plans. But he's he's got a coach. We got to get Jeff to a game. Yeah, this has an important game. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. I do. My daughter's softball team. I'm I'm finally a coach. Uh, my kids are finally old enough to where I can coach them because we we talked about this before on the show when they were younger and I try to go to these games. I'm way too competitive. I can't be yelling at four and five year olds. No, you cannot. <laughs> I cannot do it. So yeah, she's seven. Uh, she's nine. My son's seven now. So they're getting competitive, and man, I couldn't be happier. So. Uh, we're going 10 minutes early, and yes, as everybody's already said, Lauren's back in the house. Of course, Lauren Leo here on Sports with Balls, coming to you live from Christian's Tailgate. What's up, Kevin Anthony? Lauren, Kevin! Can I say that? Or do I, feel, do I, do I sound like Home Alone whenever I say that? Oh, when, you, when your voice Kevin! goes up? Did you notice What's up? that since I've been coaching, I've gotten Tanner, and I'm kind of keeping up with you. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't look as ridiculous. The thing is, you weren't like super pale, so I don't, I don't know what you were complaining about. But you look good. You look good, Jeff. I'm getting there. The gym and everything, helping out. What's trying, up? I'm trying, trying to raise it. Oh, it's this bottom oh, one. Oh, it's this one. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. But Man. welcome in. Welcome into Sports with Balls. I am Jeff Michael. This is Lauren Leo. There's been two huge breaking news things that we're going to get to here in a minute, man. But first, uh, let's thank a couple of people before we get going. Absolutely. So tonight's show is brought to you by attorney Brian White. Uh, when you're injured for any reason and need real results, call a real attorney. That's what you want, right? So call Brian White at 713-500-5000. That is 713-500-5000. Pretty easy to remember, especially uh, whenever you need that attorney. Best phone number. Right away. Best phone number in the business. Exactly. Because I've told people this, and I, I, this should be a slogan. Like, you can't take yourself into jail again. Don't ask me how I know that. I just know you can't. Just. Well, I would assume you can. I would assume you <laughs> so can. So you can't take it to jail, and that is the best number to go to, uh, Attorney Brian White, man. All right. Who else is tonight's show brought to you by? Also, Corey Fitz over there at Fitz Roofing, making a difference in serving people driven by their commitment to the community, focused on building relationships, not just revenue. F-I-T-Z-Roofing.com. Corey Fitz over there at Fitz Roofing. Those guys are absolutely phenomenal. They did my roof, pressure washed my house, my driveway, and everything afterwards, make sure there's no nails. Just an awesome, awesome company. Fitz Roofing, give Corey a call, 832-521-3001. Here we, here we go. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh, uh, I thought you... Oh, uh, no, that's later. That's oh. later. We'll get into Clean Athlete later, okay. which is awesome. I use this stuff all the time, even my sunburn, but okay, I'll tell well, you Okay, well, you got to tell me about it, because I'm not sure of the uh, product. But, uh, yes, Jeff mentioned it earlier. He alluded to so much news is taking place and just broke as of late. The former Texan Arizona Cardinal DeAndre Hopkins, the wide star, uh, the star wide receiver is going to be suspended for six games. The start of the 2022 season. Uh, let's, we're going to break it down how that impacts the Cardinals heading into the season. And um, also if that, if, if this buzz rumor was going on within the organization, 
in taking place, the Marquise Brown acquirement over the weekend. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what does this mean? I mean, six games he's suspended for the first six this season. And he was suspended, or not suspended, but out the last six games of the season due to that MCL tear. Yeah, this is interesting for Arizona. First of all, Arizona has had a tumultuous offseason. It's been insane, right? So you had the Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, you know, whether he deleted everything. And then they basically said, sorry, we're not trading you. <laughs> yeah. And so Kyler Murray ends up staying. And now they had on paper as of yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals did an incredible draft. They had great wide receivers. Everything looked fantastic for the Arizona Cardinals. On paper, their wide receiver room was phenomenal. You had, you had A.J. Brown come over, and you have DeAndre Hopkins, and then they, they picked up an incredible wide receiver in the draft, too. They looked great. Well, A.J. Brown and, went to the Eagles, but Marquise well, Brown. I mean, Marquise yeah. Brown. Sorry, yeah, Hollywood yeah. Brown. No, we'll so, get to him in a minute. Yeah, and so this then is a huge football show. You had, this, you had this deal today where DeAndre gets busted. How do you get popped for PEDs when you're not even playing? Now, I understand recovery. I understand all that, and who knows exactly what it was. But it is my understanding now that DeAndre Hopkins has not has pulled back his appeal and will take the six-game suspension. So there will be no appeal process, and he will be suspended knows, for the first six games. He knows fair and square what he did. Yep. And I know that uh, DeAndre Hopkins, just following him, following him when he was with the Texans, he's a huge smoker, okay? So I don't know if this might have been some of that. <laughs> All right, just adding a little bit. I love of, that. Lord, adding a little bit of laughs in there. Lord, but, with the scoop. But, uh, but yeah, so um, just exactly what it means. And like I said a minute ago, I'm just curious if the team, the GM kind of knew this was go this was taking place over the weekend, why they went ahead and said, okay, we're going to get Marquise Brown. We're going to take him from uh, whenever he put in the trade request from at the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we can get into that in a minute or right now if you want. That's you. Let, we, let's go. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that happens. Uh, Marquise won and out. He said that the system wasn't a right fit for uh, the Falcons. He actually said that it wasn't here. For the Ravens? Me, for the Ravens. Ravens. I don't know why I keep saying that. Sorry. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So Hollywood Brown ends up being traded, right, from the Ravens. He said that it's a conservative. It was too conservative that their offensive line, uh, their unit, how they work, they didn't have any big strike opportunities is the words that he used. And the system was simply an issue for him. And I'm like, okay, plus he gets to join his buddy, Kyler Murray, which he played college ball with at OU in Arizona. But I just wonder how much did the GM know yeah. about this DeAndre Hopkins? They I, both have great hands. I think that I think they knew. I think they knew from the get go. I think the NF. I, the, I think the organization knew exactly what was about to happen. So that's what made this a little bit. The, I think it took a little bite out of it, right, for Arizona. I think they knew that they were about to lose. Um, that they were about to lose DeAndre Hopkins for six games. They had to have known. So of course they make the trade. They get Hollywood Brown, and like you said, he joins his OU teammate and. When they get Hopkins back, Arizona will have an absolutely incredible offense. Unlike the Green Bay Packers, like, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, I like this move, and Lamar Jackson was really pissed off. At the, like when he tweeted during the draft, he was really mad that Hollywood Brown was gone. But 
When you look back on it, it makes sense. Hollywood Brown didn't play that good the last four or five games of the season. He wanted more money. They can't afford he him. He had over 1,000 uh, receiving yards. So. Yeah, and, but he, was, he wasn't that good the last four or five games of the season. And then Lamar Jackson isn't the most accurate quarterback. We all know that. He's more of a runner. He's a better runner. He's yeah. a way better runner, yeah. and it's a different offense. So he wanted to go somewhere with a, you know, a better quarterback. And I guess he gets his wish. He, he's off to Arizona, which for the first six games of the season now will be their number one option. Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. like we had mentioned, uh, DeAndre question, Hopkins is out. So you said it a minute ago, too, sticking on this topic with Kyler Murray and him joining and being reunited with his former teammate. But Kyler Murray having all those offseason issues. And, ha and um, basically just uh, causing so much uproar within the organization. He wanted a contract extension or he wanted, you know, like all these different things from the team itself. And so I'm just wondering if he was kind of calling the shots, if that was some sort of uh, like reuniting or uniting with the front office to say, hey, I want him here, bring him here with me. And they listened. Who knows? Just taking a has this Thomas Kim mentioned earlier on Sports with Balls. And, by the way, go approach. go to Sports with Balls on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, join, like, follow the shows uh, we have all. And this is episode one hundred and ninety three. Let's go seven more to two hundred. Uh, wow, <laughs> unbelievable! But Thomas Kim had mentioned on 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 Facebook to to us the Sports with Balls that has this not been the craziest NFL offseason? And I have to say yes. This has been insane, an absolutely insane offseason. You're right. With, with all the money, with the Deshaun Watson thing, uh, like him getting $230 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron, I mean, just everything that's gone on in the NFL offseason, it has been unbelievable. And we, we haven't even got to the draft yet, which is crazy in, in itself. It's just, it's been wild. The show, the draft happened. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, you make a good point. And uh, to finish up that summary of Marquise uh, Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, the Ravens sent uh, him to the Cardinals along with a third round pick in exchange for a first round pick in the, the 2022 NFL draft. All right, let's get to the other big news that uh, took place a minute ago as well. And that's here in Houston. A cornerback, uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr., is now traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for a conditional seventh round pick. And as we know, the Chiefs just lost Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. He's going back to his home in the Saints. Um, you know, incredible safety there. He just he just jumps from team to team to team. I'll tell you what. But uh, that's the big news that I have before we jump into the draft. Any comments on Lonnie Johnson Jr.? No, not at all. I thought we were going to get to the lawsuit against. Uh, do you want to get into that? Like I thought that was the next big one. But yeah, the Lonnie Johnson. Could trade for the Texans. I, I actually really liked what the Texans did in the draft. And they're, Derek Stanley Jr., I mean, when you talk about cornerback, I, woo. A baller. Great. Great. Baller. It was him? So or, happy. Yeah, if you're a Texans fan, you should be happy. Now, a lot of people are thinking that Sauce, Sauce Gardner, it was it was, it was was Stanley Jr. Or, or Sauce Gardner. Those were the two best cornerbacks in the draft by far. And so if you got either one of those, I think you should be happy. I'll tell you I my really hesitancies do. here in a minute, but uh, you want to get to the lawsuits. Yeah, I thought this was crazy. I thought this was crazy for the NFL a second ago. Now we won't spend too much time on it, Go but ahead. but you know, at, as mentioned before, uh, the NFL completed a what was it a, a a report? I guess that there was no wrongdoing by what is it the the Houston Texans or the Cleveland Browns? I've got to read the report as soon as we get to it because it just broke. Where oh, here we go. The independent review by Mary Jo White and the Debo's law firm 
Allegations by former Browns coach Hugh Jackson has concluded, per source, allegations could not be substantiated. So that's a huge thing for the NFL. So Hugh Jackson is thrown out, and that's because of the Brian Flores lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So that is big news for them and how far Brian Flores' lawsuit is going to go with Miami. So they couldn't find anything on Hugh Jackson or the NFL does what the NFL does and cover it up really well. Oh, and PR. so Hugh Jackson has no lawsuit anymore. That, that, that's just big for them. That is. That's mm-hmm. huge. That's all I wanted to say. No, no, no. I, <laughs> that's it. You're right on the topic. I don't have much to say about it. But, um, yeah, the NFL continues to captivate us as a whole. Offseason. <laughs> yeah. The draft oh. is over. But yet, here we are talking more about everything else. That, that Before this show's over, we're going to get to. We're going to get to this before the show's over. All right? I want to talk about Trevor Talk. Bauer. Trevor, hold on one second. Yeah. Tom Kim says, I'm going to change my name to Sauce Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Please do it. Go ahead. I want to get to Trevor Bauer's two year suspension with the MLB and how that affects Deshaun Watson. And we'll get to that before the show's over. So, y'all stay tuned. Stay here. We still got uh, 45 minutes left. Commercial free sports with balls with <laughs> Jeff Michael, Lauren Leo. Oh, look, Lauren's here. Lauren's here. So, look, I can put up our thing. No, yeah, it is uh, SWV. That's what we got going on. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to the draft because it is Monday. Draft took place this weekend. Let's go. I can put up your lower thirds now because you're here. I like it. I like it. I appreciate it. Follow Lauren Leo. There's Twitter and Instagram. Go get her. Woo! All right, let's get to the draft in the rundown. So first, uh, let's roll it on back to when it started Thursday night. The just first off. How did you feel about the draft in Vegas, the way it was executed? Did you like it? Were you happy with it? Because personally, I love the way everything was laid out, all the teams represented, which they normally do to some capacity. Um, I loved the national anthem, the choir that sang. I love how they brought out the prospects. I, I loved everything about it. How about you? I thought they did a good job. Vegas, as always, I mean, entertainment capital of the world, uh, Las Vegas. It's not LA. I've already been three <laughs> times this year. Uh, yeah, you're jet, jet setting, Lauren, though. That should be your Twitter. Jet I never setter. thought Vegas was going to be like the number one destination that I'd always go to for work. You're in never. Vegas a lot. All the time. Um, so let's get to some of these picks. Thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, so just a couple of records that were broken in that first round on Thursday night. You're talking about six wide receivers taken in the top 20 record. Nine trades in the first in the first round record. Georgia, remember how how we talked uh, last year during the college championship run? How Georgia had the best defense I've ever seen. They had five defensive players in the first round taken record. Like right, so, good job, Kirby Smart. Yeah, incredible first round. So let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. So, uh, of course, uh, first we got uh, Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia, is now going to be a Jaguar, which we thought, you know, that might be Aiden Hutchinson, which he did go number two. He gets to stay home in Michigan, where he played and is from, and Detroit. it's going to be with the Detroit Lions. Third, Houston Texan, Derek Stingley Jr. So I want to pause there just because we are in Houston to discuss that a little bit, what it means. We talked about it a second ago. And, uh, Jeff, we just talk about how impactful that will be for Houston. And I think, I think it's a great choice for, for Houston. What do you They think? had to get their defense together. The Texans had one of the top five worst defense in the NFL last year, and they were always playing catch-up. This is a huge, huge pick for them. I thought it was great. Um, I didn't – you know, so I was doing the show, and we were following the draft, and – 
afterwards, after the draft, this whole weekend, watching people uh, on social media react, there was not a lot of bad reactions. I think the Texans overall had a B, B-plus draft, which is fantastic for them. Like and, I was going to ask you that. I was, <laughs> you skipped it. I like it. B-B-plus, okay. And, and Bill O'Brien is gone, right? So he's not the GM and the head coach in drafting. So I think the Texans did very good. They, they improved their defense tremendously, in which I think they want to do. And I think Stingley Jr., for all intents and purpose, purposes, is sort of like you mentioned Honey Badger a minute ago. He's sort of like the Honey Badger. He's a great Great defensive back, and I don't know if he stays at cornerback. I don't know if they move him to safety. We'll see, but he's a fantastic football player. The only thing that makes me nervous is he only had three starts in 2021, just three. So uh, he he was out due to a foot injury, and in those three starts, he did have eight tackles, three and a half uh, tackles for loss, and one forced fumble. So you can see how you know effective that he can be on the field, but it's it's a health factor, and I hate that. It's yeah. always a situation for the Texans because you get Tyrod Taylor, who was here and then out with like fractured ribs or whatever it was. And of course now he's gone again, but uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, you talked about the wide receivers taken, the other positions taken um, just on, on uh, the line of scrimmage, but no quarterbacks, but one. Yeah. Only one quarterback taken in the first two rounds. Crazy. Insane. That's only happened three times in the modern era in NFL draft unbelievable and the thing is too though jeff it kind of worked out in everybody's favor if you look around the 32 teams pretty much every quarterback is set there's only two teams only two guys that we don't really know much about and that's the browns which they do have deshaun watson if all the legal allegations get lifted still baker well that's what i'm saying we'll get into that (laughs) so two of those yeah would be baker mayfield and in the cleveland browns and then San Francisco 49ers, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, and you don't know what situation, although you already have, do have Trey Lance, not shown the Woo. greatest performance, but you have a guy there in place in case. Dude, there's so much going on. To the point I'm saying is that the quarterback situation, it kind of took care of itself. You didn't really need them in this draft, and so many other amazing products came out of it. Yeah, I, you know, this draft didn't have the star power. That, that all that that a lot of the drafts that we've seen in the, in the past have, you know, didn't have those those the, the Bryce Young of next year, and I'll get into that later as well. But it had a lot of role players for a lot of teams that are going to be huge impacts. Huge, I'm talking O linemen, D linemen, uh, end rushers, uh, uh, defensive backs like Stingley Jr. and like Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner didn't even allow a touchdown his whole like his whole college career. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Aiden you gotta look at where these schools are, where these guys are coming yeah, from, though, sure, too. And sure. you got to look at what Cincinnati. conferences they're in, their opponents that they're playing, and everything like that. But I'm still crediting your point. Yeah, this was a great draft. It was fantastic to watch. It was great to – a lot of teams picked up a lot of really key core players along their offensive line, their defensive line. This wasn't a running back or quarterback draft, which is usually the you know the high-profile guys. This was wide receivers, D-backs, O-lines, deep, defensive linemen, edge rushers. That's what this That's what this draft was. Safety, Sam. And I, so I thought it was incredible. If, if you were looking for defense like the Texans, they got it. You know, And you speak about quarterbacks going into great positions, Kenny Pickett. Possibly is going into the best position possible out of all these quarterbacks. So he's from Pitt and he goes to Pitt, right? <laughs> and they've already got an incredible defense, right? Top top three defense in the league. They've got incredible wide receivers already. They've got a, an, an insane running back and and, they, and Naheem Hines. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are set up, and Kenny Pickett is almost in a better situation 
then any other quarterbacks take it. Uh, And he's going to be the starter or at least compete for the starting position in Pittsburgh. And, you know, the Steelers, the Steelers were okay last season. They, they, had, they, they had a pretty good run. So you think yeah. if you were in that situation then, he would have taken them even further than Big Ben? It's very Whoa. premature to say. But maybe, look, Big, Big Ben was just, he was stoic, right? So he, he couldn't move a whole lot at there at the end. And, uh, you know, everybody loves Big Ben for what he did in Pittsburgh, but it was his time. Uh, I thought that it was his time after last year, but he wanted to give it one more go, and he did. But, you know, they've got Mitchell Trubisky now. And now they've got Kenny Pickett. And there's going to be a quarterback battle in Pittsburgh. And it's going to be fun to watch. I ugh, I had such high hopes on Mitchell Trubisky. I really did. I mean, he's a good character guy and a good locker room guy. But what you've seen from him on the field is just not great. Yeah, so I agree. I can't uh, I can't know. I, I don't know if he'll, he'll produce well. But good for Kenny Pickett. That gives you, you know, the hand, up, upper hand on that Definitely. situation. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, this draft, this draft was fun to watch. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, six wide receivers in the top 20 record, nine trades in a first-round record, um, all the defensive players, five defensive players from Georgia. And I'll mention it because I know we're getting into it next. Zero players from the University of Texas. I was just about to list that. I didn't even <laughs> want to talk about this, but you're right. You Out of 262 like selections, nobody came from the Longhorns. Nobody wanted – the Longhorns. And this is the second time this has ever happened in history. And you know what? It's rather recent. The last time that it happened, I believe it was, what, in 2014. And so the second time. However, they do hold the record for most players ever drafted in a single draft, which is 17. And that took place. Can you take a guess when that took place? I'm going to say it's going to be early 2000s or 90s. <laughs> Not even close. 1984. 84? 84, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Georgia had 15 selections this year to, to credit your defensive uh, yeah. unit from, from the, the championship run they had. Wow. Yeah, Texas, the University of Texas, I, they've just, the ups and downs that have gone on over there have just been unbelievable since Mac Brown left, really. Since Mac Brown took off from University of Texas, it has been a struggle to try to maintain just, just any sort of like so relevancy it, in their. In their in their conference, and it's, it's just it's unbelievable. Now they want to go to the SEC, and we see Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. You see these these players getting taken out of these schools, like we just said, six out of out of Georgia defensively. Texas is going to have to do some serious serious recruiting in order to, to keep up with them. Sarkeesian can do that, but it's it's interesting that you you bring up the uh, Mac Brown scenario because it was the year between Mac Brown and Charlie Strong that it was the second time in history that no players had been drafted from Texas. Uh, just and it, that there's a lot of incredible stats out of this draft. That might be the, the most incredible. <laughs> no, mm. not a single no, player I think drafted. The now, one. look, I, I'm not sure how many freshmen and sophomore there are or, uh, over at Texas. You know, I haven't ca- kept up with them like that, but um, that, that's an incredible stat. Yeah. Maybe the quarterback, only one quarterback, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett yeah. taking last pick of the first round. And then you had uh, no quarterbacks taking a second. So that was – and Malik, uh, Malik Mills, he was supposed to be the first quarterback taken in the draft, and he ended up being the last. Well, out of the top four. It reminds which me of a Mac so Jones situation where he kind of fell into the hands of the Patriots last year. Yep, yep. And I just – look, and there were some great middle-round picks. People are asking on here, you know, who was the best pick of the whole draft. Uh, to me, Aiden Hutchinson, second pick, uh, going to Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have have really – like, they A-plus for them in the draft. 
<laughs> like A plus. Detroit, even though Jared Goff is their quarterback, Detroit Lions did incredible in the draft. And good for them. Good because they remember Detroit last year how many heartbreaking out. losses they, they lost. Like I the mean, longest field goal in NFL history. Then like two last I mean they plays. lost Matthew Stafford to start their season yeah. before that. Woo. You know? Yeah. I mean the well, Detroit I mean, Lions. He went on to win the Super Bowl. Huh? He went on to win the Super Bowl. I know, I know. So I'm talking about the Lions, not yeah. the winning into yeah, that, but... which is LA. But exactly. Okay. Let's get into uh, some of the other takeaways from the draft this see, uh, this past weekend. And uh, all in all, I, I already asked you about this. You graded it like a, a B, the B Texans? plus. No, the entire draft. The entire draft. Yeah. I'll give it a B, not a B plus. I'll give it a B. Why? It's just lack of star power. They can't help that. I know, I know, but I, I thought Vegas did what a good you had, job. Um, the production, the broadcast, the music, the selections. I just uh, and the guy that went on for five minutes for the pre-speech before he drafted, uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Dude, they had to, the producer from the from the producer from the draft had to come out there and grab him and be like, "Stop talking, get onto the pick." It, he talked for like five minutes. Um, Don't you hate that guy? though? When it's like the pick is in and they're still talking about the well, last guy, and I'm like, "No, get to the podium." So Who is it? Yes. So there's my problem <laughs> with the draft and ESPN. And I understand they got to make money. I totally get it. You have to make money, and commercials are how you do that. Sponsors, advertisers, look, we're a show. We get it. You have 10 minutes to pick, all right? And the pick is in, like you said. And they they take forever. They wait and wait and wait. I'm like, dude. And then the second round, third round, fourth round is all five minutes. Uh-huh. Dude, speed this thing up. Do rounds one and two the first night. Like, this is obnoxious. Well, the thing is, like, I had watched, like, the first, like, six or seven, right? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go cook some food for dinner. And I'm watching, tweeting, whatever, and uh, step away for a minute. And it's been a good 30 minutes or so. And I come back, I'm like, they're only on the 11th pick. And I'm yeah. like, I'm keeping up on my phone. Like, so I like mentally should have known, but I get back to the TV and I'm like, it's three hours in and they're not even close to done with the first round. They're on pick like 20 and you're like, wow, it didn't until like 1130. So giving a, a uh, little Kevin. baseball advice, speed it up. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin, Andy <laughs> said Hutchinson mom gets an A plus. Yes. Hutchinson's mom does. For, get for an the a+. jacket? Plus. Oh no. No, she's hot. hot. She's super okay. hot. Right. <laughs> uh, there was a man. I think a no, lot of people. Did you see the jacket? Like yes. he did like two interviews with him and like all. Oh, of all him. the names inside of his jacket. That was pretty cool. No, not names. It wasn't names. It was like all of his accolades, kind of. Oh, like, okay. All team, all American, uh, player of the year. I did see like that. that. I didn't know exactly what was in there, but I saw his mom made him a jacket, and he had a bunch of stuff written on the inside. That's why she is gets the hand clap. Well, that's why you think she is. So. <laughs> Well, that's what I way to go, Miss Hutchinson. But you know, I think you're hot, so whatever. <laughs> Apparently, everybody else does too. Something I just don't look at because uh, that's yeah. Thomas Kim says, Jeff, I disagree. There was crazy talent, just not a lot of big name QBs. Uh, Dean went in the third round. Yeah, I, I know there's tra- crazy talent. I'd mentioned that earlier, but it, I, I said it lacked the star power, and that's what I'm talking Did you about. Crazy town? No, crazy talent. <laughs> I was like, is that like Flavor Town? Flavor Town. <laughs> yeah, oh, with uh, Guy Peretti. <laughs> How do you say his last name? Ferretti? Ferretti? I never know. Ferrari? Fiari. Fiari. Got Fiari? Ferrari? Whatever. Like Ferrari. Uh, but I just said there wasn't a, a whole lot of star power, which usually are the running backs and the uh, quarterbacks. Heisman I winner. Mean, now, next year, I had this debate a little bit ago with somebody online. Speaking of the Houston Texans, somebody said they were going to go 8-9, and nine, and I said, you're full of, full of whatever. <laughs> they will not go 8-9. and nine. The Texans will try to tank. Unless Davis Mills just goes off the handle, but they are going to take this to to regroup, and I guarantee you 
the Houston Texans hope that they end up with the first with the first pick and end up taking Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, because he is amazing, and I would do that one hundred percent. That that's would be because he's he's that's going to be plan. the Heisman winner if he's healthy. He's going to be the Heisman winner. He's going to be the number one pick, and he will change a franchise. That kid is good. That's a that's a good that's a good suggestion. I mean, we've seen we do, we've seen Davis Mills. We'll see what he can do this season. I don't, and I don't mind Davis Mills. My my thing was I thought that Baker might get an offer from Houston. But he already kind of alluded to this offseason that he didn't want to come to Texas in general. Uh, That's what I kind of heard. I'm with you. I thought that Baker Mayfield for sure was going to get an offer. I thought Debo Samuel would have got a trade somewhere. Um, A.J. Brown did go and Hollywood Brown did go. We we saw that. And obviously there were a few more trades, but those were were the big ones. But and I thought thought Jimmy G. I thought Jimmy G was going to go somewhere too. There's three players right there that I thought for sure would be on the move during this draft. And now – we, we, we found out yesterday that Baker Mayfield and Carolina were in massive talks, but again, nobody wants to eat that $15.5 million guaranteed. And that's what the Cleveland Browns owe Baker Mayfield until somebody picks 18. that up. It's 15. That, so his contract's 18, but it's 15.5 guaranteed. guaranteed. So Got that's it. the money that that's Cleveland doesn't mind picking up that three, 3 million. If they can get somebody else to pick up the 15, but nobody's going to pick that up. And that's the problem. They're going to have to split that with somebody. Carolina and, and Cleveland actually had a deal on the table, but Carolina didn't want to eat most of that 15.5, so that fell off. And now you've got Baker over there in limbo with Deshaun Watson. But if I'm Cleveland, I'm not trading Baker just yet. I'll go back to what we said a minute ago about Trevor Bauer just getting suspended for two years from some domestic disputes in, the, in Major League Baseball. Two years. Does this set a precedence for Deshaun? I mean, kind of. I, I would think it's something. I don't think that he'll get two years in the NFL because the NFL is a little different. But you got to think, you can't hand Deshaun Watson a three-game suspension and Trevor Bauer get two years. Yeah. That would mean the MLB and the NFL are, I mean, completely way off. And it, I, I, I would, mean, they are when you look at Manfred and his sure, decisions sure. and Goodell, too. But... Ah, that's a that's a sticky situation because they are sticky situations. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I would think that Deshaun Watson at least gets a year, and so if he gets it before this season's up, or and I, I think it might so be. So you thinking Baker is going to get the starting snaps? I, well, it depends on what happens with Deshaun Watson, and I think that they postponed this long enough uh, where to to where Deshaun might is going to play this year, but he might not play next year, or I, I just don't know. That's just a weird situation on when he goes to court. I don't know when he's yeah. going to go to court. And we've, we already know that the uh, criminal cases have been dismissed, but those are still civil cases. I just I don't know how Trevor Bauer gets two years and you don't suspend Deshaun Watson for anything. That, I, I don't see how that would be happening. Now, when he gets suspended, I have no idea. But if you trade away Baker Mayfield and then Deshaun Watson gets suspended, well, what do you do then if you're, <laughs> if you're Cleveland? You already got to eat the money. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a sick stick. Ugh sticky situation as i said a minute ago and that's what i'm gonna leave it as because we can speculate all we want but until the league comes out with further news or the organizations we're all just speculating no i agree. Uh, tom kim says the longer the niners wait the more debo slash jimmy are worth same with the browns debo and samuel Baker. debo samuel is only worth the system that he can fit now in. 
going back to the Deshaun Watson situation, the longer he waited, obviously, the more payout he got, 230 mil with the Browns. Nobody that, else was going to pay. That's just dude, that insane. Is, that's crazy. For that violating is women. Crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, I don't agree with uh, that. Just, no, I don't so, agree with that, that whatsoever. That is so incredible. But Tom Kim, I mean, you're right. The longer you wait, he got 80, the more you're worth. The more 80, valuable you are. Kind of like a player card. Yeah. The longer you have it. He got $80 million more than any other player has ever been guaranteed in the history of football. $230 million fully guaranteed. He could break his ankle wakeboarding tomorrow, and he gets $230 million. So do you think Deshaun Watson cares if he plays? Didn't that happen one of the Dallas <laughs> players? Hey, didn't that happen one of the Dallas players when they were in Cabo or something like that? Like they? Oh, this happened to a few. I mean, they were playing, like, sand football or something. Kevin Anthony says both situations started off sticky and are getting stickier. I agree. I uh, couldn't agree more. Just like spider tech, Garrett Cole. Woo! All I, right. With balls. SWB. We it's still got we got 27 minutes. Let's get it. All right. Uh, this one we'll just touch on really quick. AJ Brown traded to the Eagles. Not our keys, but AJ Brown. Uh, from the Titans, the star receiver is going to the Eagles. Uh, it was the 18th. Four and 18th and 101st overall pick. So he agreed to a four-year deal, which is $100 million contract, and that includes 57 of it guaranteed. Now he's 24 years old. His final contract was $4 million with the Titans, and he said he, he was happy to stay in Tennessee, but the Eagles offered more, so he just he just went with it. So now I'm thinking, okay, Nick Sariani, the coach of the Eagles, is like, oh, he's got a good option for Jalen Hurts, and we've seen a little bit from Jalen Hurts. I think we'll continue to see more. Yeah, Philadelphia is a good team. They have an awkward offense. It's it's time consuming, but this will open up the field for Did them. You say awkward? Yeah, it is. It's very awkward. It's it's not the it's not the 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 run and shoot like we're used to. They they like to ground and pound. They play a slow offense. They rely on the run game a lot. They rely on their offensive linemen. But this this is a this was the biggest this was the biggest trade, and it was a, it was a, it was a trade and sign because first of all Tennessee was not going to keep up with AJ. He wanted a hundred million dollars, and they weren't doing that. Four. They were only going to give him four for this last year. And so the A.J. Brown said, I'm, I'm out of here. He's only 24 years old, and he is a, an incredible wide receiver. And him and Jalen Hurts are friends. This is going to be really, really good for Philadelphia. They didn't have too much of an of a offensive pass game last year. Devonta it was all running. Smith. Yeah, Devontae Smith. And now you have A.J. Brown. Philadelphia has some really good wide receivers. And – Let's Look, see if Jalen Hurts can connect with them in this yeah, offseason. Jalen Hurts and, and Tua, I kind of put on the same category. This, this is their season to kind of prove what they have, right? Tua got Tyreek Hill now, and he's got a couple of other good wide Dude, receivers. I think Tua's had his chances. I'm sorry. He was hurt the first. I, I'm still I giving know. Tua this year. I'm still giving Tua this year. Look, I, I root for everybody. Okay, I root for them. Get, get better, yes. But, like, ever since his hip injury, he just hasn't really been explosive. He hasn't sh- – He's maybe had one or two, three games maybe. If you're a fan of his, please show me his stats where he's really impressed you because he hasn't impressed me. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, the the knock was that he didn't have offensive linemen, that he didn't, you know, now he's got everything. All right, he has his receivers. He's got everything. He's got his run. Well, he does now. There's no excuses. So, and that's the whole thing about him this year. There's no excuses for two anymore. He's got yeah. everything. He's got, well, granted, he's got a new head coach, but offensive-minded and ready to go. So, Two is, two is lined up, and hopefully he can be productive this year, just like Jalen. Now, Jalen Hurts was actually really good towards the end of the year. He grasped the concept that Philadelphia was running, and now you add A.J. Brown to that mix, uh, Philadelphia could be nasty. They, they could be nasty. And then you go to that, conf- or that division with the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys actually got worse and kept the same head coach. The Cowboys lost talent. 
and kept Mark, Mike McCarthy, which we don't know why, but Philadelphia I, I could win that could win that that division. Jerry Jones is dealing with this like daughter, long lost daughter of his scenario yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. um, I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to prove something to us. That this was year. awesome. <laughs> just saying. That was shaded, Jerry. I no, I'm it. not trying to. I'm Welcome to what I would say sports with balls. Lauren likes to say SWB, but we're here live at Christian's tailgate having a blast, man. So excited to have Lauren back here with us. Uh, Jet setting Lauren Leal. Here, go follow her on her social media sites. On There's her Twitter. There's her Instagram. Well, there's mine, too. Not that y'all are going to follow me, but whatever. Everyone's already following you. What are you uh, talking about? They do. They do. It's at Lauren underscore Leal. And then, two underscores. Oh, two underscores, Leal. There we go. Just so. because the one underscore was already taken, so I had to, had to double it. And there actually, a couple weeks ago, I think I told you whenever we were doing the show for Minimate Park, um, I got locked out of my account and couldn't get back, get back in. I thought I was going to have to make a whole new one. That would have been interesting. That would have been sucked. That would have sucked. sucked. But we're here. Lauren's we're here. here. We're going over the NFL draft and some NFL trades that happened on the draft and what's going to go down, really. Uh, and really interesting weekend for the NFL. Incredible trades. This next season, and actually the whole offseason, that was the craziest march I've ever seen in sports, really. And so many teams look different. And like we said a minute ago, we're still waiting on Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel. Who knows what's going to happen with these guys? They, they all want out. And I just don't know where they're going to go. That's what I'm saying. So a guy that wanted out, got out of the Kansas City Chiefs in the next one. Uh, the Saints are getting the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. He's going back home as he played college ball at LSU. And after three years with the Chiefs, he's leaving. I feel like this guy just bounces around, man. But uh, he does. he's going. Uh, he got a three-year deal. It's $33 million contract my question is okay we already know that makes the saints better but what does this do to the chiefs we, we saw that they lost offensively tyreek hill now we're seeing on the other side of the ball that they're losing uh one of their best their Safeties. best their best safety yeah how does what does this do for mahomes and how does this play out there you're you're going to find out how good the kansas city chiefs really are this year or not the kansas city chiefs how good andy reed and pat mahomes are yes I mean, that's that's really what you're going to find out. They have got to establish a running game. But defensively game. as well. Yeah, well, so they got to establish a running game in order to eat up a lot of that clock and not leave the defense out there because they did lose Honey Badger. Mm -hmm. So you're going mm – -hmm. they're going to have to establish a better running game this year. You won't see – I don't know if you won't see him, but you're not going to see as many 40-plus point games for the Chiefs, right? So – and their defense is going to have to step up tremendously. There's still a lot of free agents out there, but losing Matthew was huge for them. Obviously, they lost Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs are almost like the Cowboys. They got worse. They did. They lost talent. I think so, too. They lost talent in the offseason. And when you lose talent and you don't get it back, guess what? It makes you worse. I and I believe they're opening up the 2022 season that Thursday night. The yeah. L.A. Chargers are traveling uh, to play in Arrowhead. But it, it the, the continued or new continued rivalry between the Chiefs and the Bills are going to be fun, right? You see what Thomas Kim said about you? The other Lauren Leal sucks. There's only one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Who's Thomas? That's Thomas. I didn't even know there was another one. I'm no, when I had Mike on the show, you know, like so, Mike would join the show every now and then, or whoever was guesting. Uh, yes, we know Lauren Leal is one of a kind. I tried. So are you? Oh Jeffrey no, Michael. but I, they see me all the time. <laughs> They're annoyed by me. But that's good. Uh, so that's you got good. your you got your daughter's a uh, softball game here in a minute. What position is she? Woo! She's pitcher. She's a pitcher. Oh, yeah. She's gangster. Oh, my gosh. 
How's she doing this far? She is good. She just beat the second team, the second best team in the league last uh, this past Saturday. That's why I'm all red. I've been in the sun. Last weekend, I was there from 10.30 to 4.30, right? There's only two games, but, you know, sometimes these leagues, that they don't I get mean, the timing right. Yeah. Like, no. oh, it's, it's so frustrating. But, look, she, she's awesome. And my son, you know, he goes to the games with me, sits in a dugout and cheers him on. And he's actually wanting to start golf, which is very interesting. And, I, you know, me, That's I'm, I'm all for it. That's not very interesting. You love golf. <laughs> I love it. You're, I'm like, I'm, I'm in for it. it. Let's do some golf. But it's yeah. still hot. Everything's hot now. It's like, did, did we just skip spring here? It went from freezing to like, uh, there was like two weeks of 70 something, and now it's 90. I don't know about uh, the weather itself and the temperature, but I will say something that has stuck around that I do not like the wind. Oh, no. I feel like it's windy every I single day. We're, we're in Windy City. We're in I Chicago. Where's the bean at? That's what, exactly what I tell people all the time. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. I think the earth like, is so I think it's it tilted, and we're just like, now we're in the windy zone because it's like I've never had to tie down patio furniture in my life. The last two years, I had to tie down my, my patio furniture and undo the umbrellas and everything. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Y'all, y'all with patio furniture out there in Houston know what I'm talking about. And now, y'all that are listening in other cities, listen, Houston is not just stale anymore. It is windy. You can't even golf in this crap. I was down by the pool in my complex, which is all enclosed, doing work on my computer there. And all of a sudden, I hear like, I turn around, like a chair had blown over. Yep. I'm like, this yep. wind don't stop. Okay, I'm just ready for it to take a break. <laughs> Let's go. I love the heat. I love the heat. I'll take it over the cold. I'm trying to get tan. Uh, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. You talked about your girl pitching. We're going to get in some MLB standings yeah. and uh, what the league is looking like at the moment. The Angels, Marlins, and Twins have jumped eight spots apiece this week. The Angels have won seven of their last eight, while the Marlins just had their seven-game winning streak snapped on Sunday. But I know two teams that have impressed you, Jeff, are the Mets and the Yankees. Yeah, New York, uh, not, only did the, not only did the Jets and Giants in the draft have an incredible weekend, which the both of them did very well, but the Yankees and the Mets are playing really, really good baseball. Uh, I, and, you know, I'm an Astros fan, so that's hard. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow, but um, they're playing incredible. The Yankees, I think they've won nine nine in a row. Uh, yeah, they've won nine games in a row, obviously nine out of their last ten. They're 16-6 and six above the Toronto Blue Jays, who I, I picked the Astros at the beginning, but the, this Toronto team is really, really good. They're going to be tough. The Astros got to get some stuff together. We'll get into that in a minute, but Yankees are playing really good baseball. Now, that being said, we're only 22 games in. It's the very beginning of the season, but they're eight games ahead of the last place uh, Orioles and four games ahead of the third place Rays already. They keep a, a little bit of Once you get 10 games back, it's really, really hard to catch up. So Yankees play another month of baseball like this, and, and they're already set up, and they're the New York Yankees. They're going to get more publicity than any other team out there. Now, you asked about the Mets. That to me right now is the best team in baseball, and they don't even have Jacob Degrom back yet. Mm. Wait till the and that's their starting ace. So they'll have Degrom and Scherzer. That team is going to be really, really tough to beat. They are good. Picking it up where you talked about the Astros, it's, uh, the game is actually coming on right now. They're facing Seattle. They're sitting fi right at five hundred, uh, eleven and eleven. But let's talk about some of those teams. So the Mets, they had their first no hitter. Um, from five pitchers combined. Their first no-hitter of the season, their second no-hitter in franchise history. It's crazy yep. to say, like, that's that's that it. That is crazy. Um, 
But yeah, they're doing great. And like you said, the Yankees on a nine game winning streak, they had moved up four spots to be sitting right behind. You said Toronto, Toronto, right behind Toronto. So as I, as you're looking at it right now, Yankees or Blue Jays. Ooh, obviously I would say health wise. So I'm going to go Toronto. I was going to say Blue Jays as well. I think they're younger. Um, this, this Toronto team reminds me so much of the 2017 Houston Astros. They have an edge on them. They've got, they've got just these young kids that are ready to go. They're excited for every single game. It really reminds I'm telling it's almost identical. And there's a lot of ex-Astros on that team and brothers of, of, of Astros and sons of Astros. you got Biggio, Gurriel's brother. You've got Springer, who was an ex-Astro. It's so it's, weird to watch them play against one another. Yeah, it's so I mean, weird. The, those two teams are really connected in a lot of ways, but the energy that, that that the Toronto Blue Jays have this year reminds me a lot of the 2017 Astros, and like they're they're incredible, and I I, I got to think that they're they're going to go a long way this year. Does it does it remind them of us, you and us? Just boom 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 boom. Our yes. energy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So uh, speaking of the game right now, that is about to take place. First pitch coming up here in about 30 minutes. Uh, Astros and Seattle uh, Mariners. Well. Out, guess who's back? Jose Altuve. He's lifted off the 10-day IL and makes his first appearance in tonight's game. So we'll see the second baseman up for the Astros. But, Jeff, you put this in the notes. And so we've talked about it kind of over and over and regurgitated and changed around the angles and the thoughts of who would be a good leader in the clubhouse for the Houston Astros. And yeah. we go down the list, and I say, like, okay, Pena's been great. He's been good. He's been come up and has Too been young. phenomenal. He's too young. too young. He's too new. Too young, too new. Alex Bregman's a hype man, even though yep. he is a vet being there for a couple of years. And yeah, he's a hype man. Doing for some sure. great damage. Kyle Tucker is silent. Yeah, he's a baby. King Tuck. Um, no, he, he makes great plays for us. Don't get me wrong. But whenever he hits a home run or makes a great, great play and hits some RBIs, his freaking victory is a stretched arm. <laughs> yeah, he he is. He's just he's Tucker's more of a quiet there. guy. He's uh, not a leader for the team. Um, someone I think of too is, uh, Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, Air Jordan. And he doesn't speak much English. He doesn't speak yeah. much English and you got to speak, kind of be fluent. He can be some something. sort of a silent leader. Altuve is a little bit too old. That's just not, that's not Altuve's role because he's the vet. He's underneath shows, Correa. Whenever you, like. whenever you see pictures of the Astros from 2015 to 20, 2021, you see Correa at the end of the step and you see Altuve right behind him, right? Correa's always up there and he was always the guy at the top of the step, yelling, screaming, saying, Let's go. You, think, you don't see that right now. You, you don't, think, the Astros don't have a guy that sits at the top of the step, greeting players that hit home runs, screaming and yelling. And honestly, you just went over five of their great players and they're, they're just not set up for the lead. And you don't have Dusty Baker's not the emotional guy, right? He's all the way at the end, chewing on his toothpick, passive. Very if passive. They need somebody to really, and I would say it's Pena, but the problem is he's just too young. Mm-hmm. I know. He does have the fire. He has the spark plug, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the kid's amazing, and he's going to be amazing, but he's too young, too much pressure to put on him. Uh, you just don't have that guy. Like I said, it sits at the top of the step and roots on. You look at the Toronto Blue Jays dugout, and it looks, like I said, the 2017 Astros, 2018 Astros, 2019 Astros. You look at the Astros dugout, it looks like, a well, team that's like the Seattle Mariners of, of like last year, the year before, the year before. They're just very, very quiet. And if they win, it's like, all right, yay, we won. It's not even that big of a deal. And I'm like, that's why they're sitting at 11-11. If they had, they would have two more wins, if not three more wins, if they had a leader. So do you think uh, some of this falls back on the personality of Dusty Baker? Sure, 
I mean, A.J. Hinch was a, a player's coach, and, you know, Dusty Baker just sort of sits back, relaxes, let things kind of fall in place as, as they will. I just – they don't have that energy right now in the dugout or the locker room. You can see it. Like, everybody can see it. It's, it's not even that it's, like, unapparent. It is wide. Okay. It's right in front of your face. You talk about seeing it. I wanted to mention this. I wanted to mention this a minute ago. Uh, do – you can see when, when the dugout's fired up. Unlike any other sport in baseball, you can really see that, right? Yep. yep. Do you think or do you see Carlos Correa like that in Minnesota? You think he's that leader over there with the Twins? I haven't watched too many Twins games, but I can't see him being that. Oh, yet. why not? <laughs> I can't see him Come doing on. that. I can't see him doing that just yet. But as you know, Altuve was his brother. You know, these guys he had he'd become family with, and you see all the pictures of all of them hanging around, and that's why I compare it to like if you look at Toronto right now, those guys have, have created a bond, really really tight bond. The Astros dugout right now. They haven't played enough together. Alvarez is either hurt. Altuve just got hurt. Bregman, Bregman's the only really – Bregman and Altuve are the guys that have been there forever. Brantley's a great guy, but he's also very quiet. You know, Tucker's fairly new. It's just they need a bond. They don't have that bond yet. They haven't gone through enough experiences, so they need somebody to lift them up that stands at the end of the dugout, that yells and screams and gets on them if something's wrong, but they don't have it. Nobody's doing it. And they can't be a pitcher. They can't be Verlander because he's, you know, he's out in the pitcher's dugout. Like, so – I don't know what they're going to do about trying to get a little bit more excited about games. Somebody's going to have to step up for the Astros and take this team like as a leader. Well, what brings excitement today is Altuve being back out there on the, on the infield, yes. you know, and, and getting back up to the plate, making, hopefully making some contact and hitting these guys around, uh, get things going rather too at the top of the lineup. Is he leading, is he leading off tonight? I assume yes, he, he would. Is. Okay. All right. So, uh, stuff is amazing. What is that? This is clean athlete. It's skin deep. <laughs> this is clean athlete, man. It's absolutely amazing stuff. It's on the screen. 281-733-4150. 400 squares for this thing. I've got a sunburn. You spray it on you. Mosquito bites, sunburns, anything. It's all natural. Uh, it, it's made by the same stuff that your body what does it makes. What do for you? Alcohol free. You can you can wash your hands with it. It's like a mask almost. You mm. spray it on your kids. Uh, spray, it on, spray it on your hands. Spray it on anything. It's but it's like, what unbelievable. Does it do? Skin defense. Defense. Yeah, it's, it stops from uh, bacteria or anything getting in you. Like, oh nice. You it, yeah, it's nice. it's fantastic stuff. Like I said, I got a sunburn. Spray it on. Spray it on the microphone. Because I was thinking like computer. aloe vera. Um, yeah, same sort of thing. But. You, okay, cool. Go to thecleanathlete.org. That's thecleanathlete.org or Stephen at cleanfight.com. 281-733-4150. That's amazing stuff. You get 400 squirts out of the bottle. And like I said, this stuff is fantastic. It goes on mosquito bites. It helps clear those up. Uh, sunburns, anything. It's all natural. It's just funny because I was just about to go into another conversation. All I hear is... <laughs> like, I, I did on purpose. What is going on here? Um, yeah, go check it out. I definitely am going to. Sounds pretty cool. Um, sticking with baseball, I think the Angels guy is back, and we know who I'm talking about. Not Otani, even though he's had great uh, season so far, minus the first couple of games. Mike Trout. Woo! So Man. on Sunday, he homered, doubled, scored three runs. <laughs> they won six to five over the White Sox. I mean, he's back. He's better than ever. Um, is he going to be the face of the franchise this season? For the uh, I, Otani went out this past game with a groin injury, running to first, and Mike Trout looks to be – he got beamed in the hand in the fourth, third or fourth game of the season. It took him out two or three games, all right? Since he's come back, he's been the best player in baseball. And what all the hype is about with Mike Trout, this is it. Like, he, he – dude, he is a one-man show. And watching him now, 
and it's been a couple of years, but watching him play baseball now is a lot of fun. This guy is unbelievable, man. Like he's just his offensive performance in the last four or five games has just been stunning. Um, his war uh, wins above replacement is above anybody, way above anybody in the history of Major League Baseball. It's been the, the guy's amazing. If he stays on what he's doing right now, 100% he's the MVP. And yeah. the Angels are killing it. And it, it kind of made me mad whenever they say, like, oh, we need, we don't know what players look like because they're not like stars like NBA, like Mike Trout. Like, obviously, he's been great for so long. And they say, oh, if he walked into a bar, you don't know who he is. But it's like, well, he's playing for the team. That's why. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're not playing for the, obviously playing for themselves, but something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Trout, Trout is a team player. Right now, the Angels sit uh, top of the West where the Houston Astros are only at 500. The Angels sit, uh, the Astros are three games behind them. They're 15 and nine, seven of their last three, and they're plus 18 on uh, seven of their last 10. They're plus 18 on run differential. Where Houston, and this is the crazy thing, we'll go back to Houston for a second, where they don't have a leader. They're minus four in run differential. Houston has, one on their offense the last few years. Granted, they had great defense, but they've been scoring runs at a, at a historic pace the last five years, and they can't seem, seem to score runs. They are minus four in run differential this year so far, and that is so unlike them. Usually, they're top of the league, top three in run differential. And the Los Angeles Angels with Mike Trout and Otani right now, plus 18. And the Mariners, right below them in the West, are plus 20 in run mm. differential. Well, something I don't like to talk about much just because um, my my loyalty to the Houston Astros is the L.A. freaking Dodgers. <laughs> but um, strikeouts are taking place all over. And who's doing it the best right now? Clayton Kershaw. Yep. So he broke the Dodgers career strikeout record on Saturday. He uh, tallied four strikes, which surpassed the former all-time record holder in Don Sutton's record with 2,697. Ooh, so he's a sole possession owner of the franchise leader in all-time strikeouts. That's incredible. That is absolutely insane. The Dodgers have the best run differential same in for, Major League Baseball. But same for Clayton Kershaw. Like, you wouldn't know his face if he walked into a bar either. I think I'd recognize Kershaw. Would you? I think I'd recognize him, yeah. But, I, and I would definitely recognize Mike Trout. Um, but, yeah. Like, I would. They're not as, they're not like football players, which is weird because football players wear helmets. <laughs> so you, exactly. It's you all about see. the stardom. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, these are all just underlying things. Thomas guys. Kim says, Trout gets traded in Blockbuster, maybe for the Yankees for a pennant push. Not if the Angels are doing what they're doing right now. I agree with you if the Angels were like they were last year and they get hurt, somebody gets hurt and they're in the middle of the middle of the division somewhere and don't have a chance. Maybe because Trout would get frustrated and want to be in the playoffs. But not with the Angels playing like they are right now. I don't think I don't think Trout gets traded at all. The Angels look really, really good. Uh, speaking of the Dodgers, they're plus 47 in run differential. Best in Major League Baseball right under them. The New York Yankees at plus 41. Oh, wow. And the Mets, this is the craziest no. stuff. Oh, The Mets, the Yankees New York Mets. Mets are plus 35 runs. Best in the majors after the fifth inning. That's insane. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, so the, the Mets after the fifth inning really get going. So, there's been a lot of talk about baseball is kind of like just there's been a record number of strikeouts right now through 25 games for a lot of these teams. And the, the batting average overall in the league is down. Home runs are down. And so there's been a lot of talk about the baseballs as there is every year. But it'll all come back around. I think this is all going to baseball will fix itself. There's been a lot of talk about the mud that they put on the baseballs not being sticky enough. And look, everybody thought it was a joke last year when they started the sticky rule. And now look, pitchers, but the pitchers have more strikeouts, which Tells you something. Yeah. I think baseball knows what they're doing. Yep, yeah, I think so. 
I think so. I love baseball. Whether or not the, the batting average is down, whether or not, look, and when they implement, back, you know, when they implement the, the shift rule next year, all right, obviously they already did the no designated hitter, which is crazy to me or designated hitter for both leagues. Mm-hmm. So no, no, you will never have a pitcher hit again unless it's like Granky for a pinch hitting. Like that's crazy. That's nuts. But when they implement the shift rule Stick next year, role. defense is going to be a lot harder. There'll be more runs scored and you'll have more fantastic plays. The game will be way more exciting next year when the shift comes in. Cause that's, I can't stand that shift rule. I know you hate oh, it. It drives me um, crazy. And that's what everybody says they complain about, right? Is they want more action. They want it to be faster. So if more runs are scored, more action on the ball, more contact is taking place. There you go. Problem solved. Well, I'll say it, it again. Takes place in College football game lasts three hours and five minutes. A major league baseball game, three hours and five minutes. It doesn't right. matter what sport you like. I mean, it's not slower than. Look, I, I get it that it's a football game, and it, that maybe for some people has more excitement, but it's the same amount of time as a college football game. So, speaking of uh, sports and uh, just sports, okay, sorry guys, no transition there. Uh, NBA <laughs> finals are taking place. I love it. Uh, sorry, conference finals are taking place. Uh, games one and two uh, take place tonight. Game one for uh, the Suns and the Mavs take place. And as far as still in that same conference, we got Golden State taking on Memphis. And Golden State leads that series is one and nothing. So tonight and is a game two. Fantastic game last night. Draymond Green got ejected in the second quarter. Raising his hands like he in the middle of Memphis. Care. No, he doesn't care. He didn't even care. Uh, if Memphis can't beat Golden State in Memphis without Draymond Green for the second half, they have no shot in the series. So I, 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 I got to think that Golden State blows them out now. And then on the and other I love John Morant. I've told you that so many you times. Do. He you is the future. A, you think he's the future in he the face is, of dude. the NBA? He's fantastic. That kid is amazing. And sadly, I thought it was Joel Embiid, and you know he's not playing right now. So uh, we got Game One for the Heat and the 76ers, and Game Two for Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee leads that series one to nothing. Sucks if you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> Thomas Kim says, "Can the Sixers win without JoJo?" What she's talking about, Joel Embiid, who's out, maybe comes back for three or four uh, fractured jaw, some other stuff going on with him. Uh, yes, the the Sixers have already beat the Heat this year without Joel Embiid. I think the line is plus seven. I took I took the Sixers plus the seven points. I think this is going to be closer than expected. The uh, Miami Heat they're not they're not that healthy. Tyler Hero's kind of hurt. Uh, Jimmy Butler's kind of hurt. So uh, I, I don't see I, I see Philadelphia hanging in this game. I don't see it a blow. Maybe Miami wins, but not by more than seven. I don't I don't think you know. Alrighty, guys. Well, um, I think that about wraps up tonight's SWB. It's been a lot of fun with you, Jeff. Being oh, back here awesome. at Christian's Tailgate. Yes, thank you. This is a home. Christian's Tailgate, man. And I, Lauren is back here. Uh, that show went well, fast. Like I'm Holy talking. crap. Very, very <laughs> fast. Just in time to get you going on your uh, daughter's softball game. Yeah. I can get home and watch the Astros first pitch here. We'll see if I can make it. But uh, Mama Leo says bye-bye. Great show. Chewy, oh, thanks for tuning in. She also said Thomas happy Kim. for you and your daughter earlier yeah, in the chat. I can't so. wait. I'll send y'all some pictures. Man, follow us. Thanks Look, for I'll, watching, Mama. I'll throw up our uh, stuff one more time. Lauren, Leo, and Jeff Michael. <laughs> right there. Look, thank y'all for watching Sports and with Balls. Go look us up on all of our social media sites. I'm Jeff Michael. This is Lauren Leo. We'll see y'all uh, next week. Thank you, all the sponsors that make this possible. Thursday. Later. Bye, y'all. Have a great week.